Welcome back to Tabletop Sports, guys. I am your host, Kale, not joined by my other host. Sid is gone, and I have decided to make a podcast today just by myself because we got to get one out there. The draft happened, if you did not know. You probably did. It was a big headline. Um, Today, we're just going to be talking about really all sports, but the main focus of the podcast is to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers draft. You know, the draft was all right. We had an okay draft, and I'm just going to go through it, and I'll give, I guess, the overall grade at the end. So, to start off, we had round one, pick number 20 overall, QB out of Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett. Um, I think this is a great pick. He has a lot of accuracy. He only has to move 30 feet to different locker rooms, and he fits. He says he fits good with the offensive coordinator, which is Matt Canada. So I think he's a good fit. Um, A lot of people wanted Malik Willis, and I do agree with you. We had the choice, and the front office people said that if they had a choice between Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, that they were going to take Kenny Pickett, and they sure did. You know, Malik Willis, he did end up falling. He fell a long ways. Kenny, uh, Malik Willis got picked all the way in the late second round. Early third round, something like that. I forgot, I'm sorry. But, I mean, that just really goes to show how it was good to pick Kenny Pickett. I mean, if we were to pick Malik Willis, I mean, Kenny Pickett would have been picked within the next 10 picks. I guarantee it, you know? And I just honestly think he's a better player overall. Yeah, Malik Willis has a bigger arm, he's more mobile, but Kenny Pickett is already developed into an NFL player. In fact, Kenny Pickett broke all of Dan Marino's records in Pittsburgh. You know, he's the most ready quarterback coming out of this draft class to play in the NFL. And I think that plays a big role in it. Him, Mason Rudolph, kind of, not really, and Mitchell Trubisky are gonna have a fight to get that starting job. And we'll talk about Chris Aludicon later on, but he's a quarterback too. But with the second pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was round two, number 52 overall, out of Georgia, wide receiver George Pickens. This guy is a huge steal. Most people are saying that he was a steal, and I agree with them. He is very physical, and he's really fast. He is more of an outside threat, though. People are saying that he's not going to fill in that slot role like Juju Smith-Schuster was, because as you do not, if you did not know, Juju Smith-Schuster did go to the Kansas City Chiefs. So George Pickens is really going to be an outside threat. He's very tall, he's athletic, and he's physical. He's also a pretty mean guy. I mean, we need him when we face the Ravens and the Browns and the Bengals. He's going to be needed in some of those brawls. <laughs> and um, I think he's just a good wide receiver. We needed wide receivers. Our depth there was not good, especially after losing James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Ray Ray McLeod. So we lost three receivers in that room out of the seven we kept last year. If we did not pick these guys, Cody White, yes, Cody White would be one of our starters. Um, We did pick Miles Boykin up, as we said in one of the later podcasts. 
but she was a helpful too. But now we have a guy that's going to come in and he's going to start probably. And I like the pick. Our next pick was in round three, number 84 overall, the defensive lineman out of Texas A&M. This was DeMarvin Leal. Also, people are saying that this was a steal pick. I do not know. I have never really watched any of his games or seen any of his tape to really talk about him that much. And all I know is people are saying that he was a steal. And we did need a defensive lineman. So this does go hand in hand with what we need. Our defensive line, who knows? Stefan Tuitt might not come back. Tyson Alulu, he's getting old. Montrevious Adams, unproven. Yeah, we have Cameron Hayward, but that's about it. Cameron Hayward may retire in the next coming years. So we don't know, and it's good to get some depth there. Hopefully he can provide for this team. If not this year, maybe next year. In round four, number 138 overall, a wide receiver out of Memphis was Kelvin Austin III. This was the fourth selection for the Steelers, and it was also another wide receiver. He is very quick. He ran a 4-3-2 40-yard dash. He is 5'8", and he is 170 pounds. If you do not know what that means, that means he is very speedy, but he is on the shorter side of the spectrum. He does catch some balls. For being so small as he is, he can make some good grabs. He's made some very good contested catches. Um, he's a good route runner, and we need some of these guys. The Steelers lately have not had the quickest guys on their team, and it proves bad when some of the cornerbacks are faster than them, and they get blown over in their routes. They can't do anything. So it's good. He's not going to be a starter, but he'll be on the team, hopefully trying to make a push to become a starter in training camp. And he really is just a replacement for, as I said before, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, and Ray Ray McLeod. Personally, I am alright with the pick. I think that we need depth at that wide receiver position, and we really are gearing up for a great offensive push in this year. We now have drafted three offensive players out of the four we've picked, and it's gonna continue that way with the next pick. In round six, number 208 overall from Michigan State, a running back, fullback, slash tight end, Connor Hayward. If that name sounds familiar, it's because it is. This is actually the younger brother of Cam Hayward, the stud defensive tackle for yours truly, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Connor Hayward is a pretty good pick, and I do think that he's a little bit of a dis of a steal. Of course, some of the fact some of the reason that we picked him does factor with that he is Cameron Hayward's younger brother. But he is a good pick. He's versatile as he can play fullback and tight end and a little bit of halfback. He's a great catcher and we need tight ends because as of now, the tight ends on our roster are Pat Fryermuth and Kevin Rader. Now, that isn't a bad group. I mean, Eric Ebron, he's gone. So we needed a tight end, and now we have one in that room with Connor Hayward. The coaches are calling Connor Hayward a Swiss Army knife. Now, that's 
pretty good. I mean, that just shows how versatile he is in the offensive game. That is four out of the five selections, all offense. Now, they do go with the defensive player for their next pick. In round seven, number 225, a linebacker out of Ole Miss, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Mark Robinson. Now, I am not a big fan of the pick. Yes, we need linebackers, but Mark Robinson, from what I have seen from him, he's a little undersized, just a little bit, and he does not capitalize on his tackles all that often. So, I'm all right with it, um, but I really think that it, it could have been better if we would have maybe drafted a linebacker in the earlier rounds. Um, our linebackers coach, Brian Flores for the Steelers, he believes that he has a high ceiling, referring to Mark Robinson. Now, I hope so. I mean, I hope we don't draft a guy that has a low ceiling, um, but I don't have much else to say about him. With our last pick in the draft, round seven, number 241, pick number 241, the Steelers selected a QB again out of South Dakota State. Now, this, this is pretty pretty interesting. This was the first time in a draft a team has selected two quarterbacks in the entire draft. Because as before, we, we drafted Kenny Pickett and now Chris Aludicon. That's the first time since 2012 that that's happened. So one of the reasons that they did this, um, what I believe, is that Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin had outgoingly stated that they wanted four QBs in training camp. And I don't I didn't think they were going to get one in free agency and I didn't think they were going to trade for one. But I really didn't believe we were going to draft two quarterbacks in the draft. I mean, I would have expected a free agency pickup more than that. But we do. He's very mobile and that's a bright side of him. But he's really just going to add depth. He's going to come into camp and he's going to be good on the scout team. He's not, he maybe is going to be good enough to make the team and be a number three quarterback, but that just depends on how Mason Rudolph does, and I don't think he's going to do that good, so he's got, he's got a chance of maybe making the team. Um, but that's really it for the draft. Now, the Steelers had a good draft. I personally, definitely a biased opinion, I think we had a, um, I'd say a B, a draft grade a B. Not a B plus because I don't like the Mark Robinson pick, and I do believe that the second QB. I don't know. It's not like it matters that much. Um, Kenny Pickett. I mean, I don't know. He he fell to us, so we needed him. But we really do need a cornerback a little bit, just a little bit. We made a free agency signing. I'll talk about in a second. But I don't know. I'm gonna give it a B. Not a B minus because I really like the George Pickens pick. That was a huge steal. So I give them a B. Some a little other news in the draft. I just thought it was funny. Um, the Browns and the Ravens both select well, the Browns selected a kicker in the fourth round. The Ravens drafted a punter in the fourth round. And the Bucks drafted a punter in the fourth round. And you may have heard of the guy named Matt Ariza from San Diego State. Well, Guess what? He was none of these picks, which is crazy because he has an average of 51.2 yards on his kicks. 
That is extraordinarily long. Um, but he did not get picked with either of these two. So that's very interesting. I just thought it was funny and something cool to say about that. Also, for my Iowa fans listening, Tyler Linderbaum did get drafted. He got drafted to the Ravens at number 24 overall. So that's pretty cool. And Dane Belton got drafted to the Giants. So two Hawkeyes go to the NFL um, as drafted people. Tyler Goodson did not get drafted, um, or so would I believe. I did not think he did. I didn't see him get drafted, but maybe I missed it. I don't think he did, though. So, for the draft, I think that the teams with the best drafts overall, I think were the Ravens, who I think they had a great pickup with Tyler Linderbaum, and I think they just had a solid draft overall with their picks. And the Jets and the Giants. Now, the Giants definitely, in my opinion, have one of the best drafts. They drafted Evan Neal out of Alabama, great pick, offensive lineman, and Kayvon Thibodeau, it's hard to say his name, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, the pass rusher, the defensive end. Two great picks, two steals, I love the picks, and they did good there. The Jets, they really just capitalized on a lot of their needs. They had a ton of them, so they really just had an all right draft, but you know how that's going to go. <laughs> They've had some good drafts over the years, as, as we thought, and they weren't as good as they really were. Our next segment is baseball. So, mostly, more specifically, the Brewers. The Brewers had a game today, and they lost to the Cubs 2-0. They got shut out. Um, they are 15-8 and on the year. They're very hot right now. They're doing good. And they did win the series against the Cubs. This is the team they're playing. Um, today, or, um, sorry, the first game in the series, we won 11-1. Yesterday, we won 9-1. And today, we did lose, like I said before, 2-0. Corbin Burns still had a great day. He did give up two earned runs, but he also struck out 10 people for his third straight game where he has had 10 or more strikeouts so if he has 10 or more strikeouts the next time he's got to be getting close to a record for either the brewers or the mlb so as they're as i said before they are doing good but they got to get the bats going not i mean they did good in the whole series overall because in the series we scored 20 runs that's very good but we just got to find a way to capitalize against some of these better pitchers. These better pitchers are really getting the best of us. The Cubs today had Marcus Stroman, and he was carving up our hitters. We only had two hits on the game with the cup. We only had, yeah, two hits on the game and two walks. So he, they were carving us up. They had a very well game, very well done game there. So the Brewers are two games ahead in the division. They're two games ahead of the Cardinals. Um, we are 15 and 8. They are 13 and 7 or 13 and 8. So 13, 13 and 8. Yes, 13 and 8. So the Brewers are doing well on that aspect. The next segment is college baseball because I just want to hit on it a little bit. We aren't really going to go in depth at all. Um, we're just going to go through the top three teams in the nation. Iowa, sadly, is not even in the top 25, but that's not too expected. I mean, we haven't been too good ever since we made it to the championship. 
So number three is Miami with a record of 31-9. They're doing pretty good. Oregon State is second with a record of 31-8. And And Tennessee is first with a record of 37-3. Tennessee is tearing it up. I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing every... Whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. Because they are doing good. Next segment will be golf. I'll just touch on this a little bit. Same with last time. So... We'll talk about the Mexico Championship. It's in our previous podcasts. We have talked about this once. Um, so John Rahm ended up winning it. He won $7 million, so that's crazy. Um, he won the Mexico Championship, and he is from Spain. Second, um, oh, there was a three-way tie for second. Um, Brandon Wu got the second-place tie for second. Also, Tony Finau and Kurt Kitayama. These all three that I just named are all USA um, golfers. So we did all right there. We did good, but we could have done better USA as a whole. So there is another sport going into the playoffs right now, and there's two sports going into the playoffs. One of them is the NBA. So there's a couple games going on in the NBA. Right now, there's the Bucks versus the Celtics, where the Bucks are winning the series 1-0. I still have the Bucks winning this series. I think they're doing pretty good, and they're off to a, a good start already. The next game is the Warriors versus the Grizzlies. The Warriors lead the series 1-0, and I do believe that the Warriors will get the W in this series and move on to the, sem- the, to the semifinals. Six, the 76ers are facing off against the Heat. Their games have not been played yet. Their first games will be happening tonight. So, tonight and tomorrow. So, I believe that the 76ers will win that, um, will win that series against the Heat. The next game is the Mavericks versus the Suns. This is a pretty close one. Mavericks are doing good right now. Um, but I do have the Suns beating out the Mavericks, and eventually making it on to the semifinals. They have not played a game yet either. The Suns and the Mavericks have not. So, we are wondering, me and Sid are wondering, if you guys would like to hear just a little bit about hockey, because the hockey's first games are starting for the playoffs. So, if you want to hear about that, if any of you are interested in that, drop a comment. I'll put a comment on this podcast and... If any of you want to listen to it, you can either see us in person or on the podcast if you would like to listen about hockey stuff. We are very up to doing it. In fact, I don't mind hockey. I like it. It's a cool sport. Um, so if you want to learn about it, send in a thing. Um, that's pretty much it for sports-wise. Um, it was a tougher podcast because Sid wasn't here, you know. I wish he was, but I had to get this done especially talking about the draft and some of the sports going around. I think that's pretty much it. I had a good time doing this, I guess. It would have been better with Sid here. I hope you have a great day. Steelers had a good draft. Goodbye.